We did it. We made it. <laughs> yep. For once, it, you're not coming in in the middle of a conversation that we were having. Yes. <laughs> Although we were talking about dump stats, so. Before that, yeah. I think I think wisdom. No. Maybe. Darby, just going to look what... to see what our dump stats are? Let me look. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I have to look. I can't remember what my dump stat was. But... My, yeah, my my character sheet is on a different computer in a different room. That's I like that they're on computers. I am still old school and they're all on paper. D&D. And D I... now they will have a new home. Yes, I am on D&D &D Beyond. Uh, my all right. dump stat technically was wisdom. I think mine was wisdom also. Mine is wisdom followed by strength because they're both plus zero. Very sure mine was intelligence. <laughs> it was either it might be intelligence. So I, yeah, I'm like average. I think both wisdom and intelligence are like ten. Really. We're definitely a bunch of himbos, though. I think we can all agree. Like, uh, Aster is not. I will die on that hill. <laughs> All right, we're here to talk about no. After the twink, nope. let's just be uh, honest. Oh, it's fair. Look, I have books. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot. There's alcohol bottles behind her. Oh, has an announcement. Oh, so yes. that that sweet cat that I definitely was not going to adopt. Yes. Her well, name's Peter. Oh, there we go. Oh. All right. Her name is Peter, and uh, I'm I'm looking for a more permanent litter box for her, and we're gonna be yeah. Ah, love it. Shock. Um, I know. <laughs> I tried. I tried really hard to find her a home. Just so happened that her home was yours. <laughs> <laughs> We can go she back when we talk about pet eating bras. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. Sekhmet just likes to eat rubber bands, like hair rubber bands and stuff. So I have to make sure those are up and away or she will eat them. <laughs> um, A doorbell eats mechanical pencils. We found out today idiot. that... Uh, Peter likes to eat carbs at, by finding whole... Bite marks out of our tortillas. Uh, oh, if we're talking about I weird mean, things, care that sounds like my kid. So, so Caboose yeah. likes yogurt. My kid, also my kid. Oh, <laughs> cat Caboose. Not Caboose. Like likes yogurt, and but specifically this coconut yogurt that we buy. <laughs> And like my dad will go and eat yogurt, and as soon as my dad like opens up the lid. Caboose is like right there waiting for the yogurt. I remember we talked about this, like magic ways to make your pulse appear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yogurt. For a segment, it's get on stream because she's right here. It's yeah. usually Adora, but she's sacked out over there. Basically, <laughs> like usually as soon as I fire it up, she is like, I will be in there. Oh. All right. What did we do in episode 10? We walked through the woods. We got gaslit is what we, we did. We did. We did. I'm... We had guest stars. We had two guest stars this time. We did. Because David joined us again, and then we had another guest star and our friend Mike. And then um, uh, Mike, also known as the Wandering Wizard, um, is someone that Tanya and I met through, or and Annika met through Sherwood Forestfair. Yes. And Mike and his family have a very storied history with the Dungeons Dragons, as in there is a spell named after his family. Yes. Yeah. It's so awesome. Nice tools, magic aura. Yeah. yeah. So that's really fun. Fun fact. Um, <gasps> but uh, so the way it started, the way I was like thinking about it, this is the DM. This is like the insider. This is inside baseball here. Um, I was thinking about, he's like, I knew I wanted the Alhoon to be our big bad, uh, our big BBEG, big bad evil guy uh, for the first kind of arc. And I was like, I am, again, I was like, tell this, I'm like, I am a small person. I cannot do a deep voice very well. And I wanted this Alhoon to have a menacing deep uh, voice. And I was like, and Mike was really supportive about like when we first started streaming and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, do you want to guest star as the big bad? I was like, do you want to do creepy voice? And he was like, yes. I love <laughs> playing villains. He and I was like, yes. so well, too. Yeah. 
And so I, I basically just told him, I said, you're going to, you're an Alhoon. I gave him all the information. And I said, you, I said, the only thing that is, is like, this is your motivation. This is why you're here. The rest of it is up to you. Like how you, what your name, your personality, all this stuff. I'm like, this is your motivation. Go for it. And so he did all the rest. He said, can I do this? Can I do this? I said, yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> and then again, this is more inside baseball. The reason he targeted Robin is he said, who out of the group is the most gullible? And I said, well, I said, and I was like, well, Robin's the one who's most likely to want to nice. try to make friends. And yeah. he said, okay, that's the one I'm going to go for. So. No. And that was, so this is, so when we were talking about, we get gaslit and the, the name of the episode is trust. No one is that the Alhoon kind of gets in people's heads and takes on personas and talks to them in a way um that starts to undermine the way that they're perceiving what's around them and the like the motives of the people around them and not to mention that but like we we get to listen to you know like when you're somebody's having a phone call and you only get to hear one side of the conversation so we yeah. have a whole bit of that where you're only hearing one side of the conversation yep uh and it's not great uh so we are kind of on the cusp of that we start to one. I think we're going to be wondering what everybody's motives actually are, who they're actually aligned with. Um, do we really, because like, this is the part where we're like, we've only known each other for a few weeks. Do we really know each other? Like so far it's been a, you know, an adventurous distraction mm -hmm. to go out and deal with this. And now suddenly it's very real. And I think, think we're all now question like it's like ooh, are we in over our heads and also is the enemy among us kind of thing and i love that <laughs> one of us is an imposter guys <laughs> um amelie you uh, the keyboard, in the back <laughs> yeah it, well and i think that like the timing is really good too because i mean i've i've had uh I've had this sort of plot um, thrown at uh, a at a uh, game before, um, but the thing was, and and at this time and at that point, my character was being targeted because yeah. she had the uh, her her goal of what was going on was only for her. Like she, it, it did. It, it should have cut her off from the rest of the group, but we had been traveling together long enough, and and I had already like done the whole thing of talking to the DM, going, um, do we do I need to change my character because like I she's not fitting in, um, right. and so therefore we made a friendship for her um, with some of the other team mem team members. Um, and so, like, the timing of that was a whole lot different. And so it was a lot less effective. So even though, you know, I had my character who was um, probably the best one to go after because, yeah, she, she doesn't care she, or she shouldn't have cared about the rest of the team. She didn't. And there was another character that she specifically didn't even like. Um, but in this one, we're still figuring out you know, who each other is. Like, yeah, Jack's going, Jack has, Jack knows that she can trust Finn. Jack is very sure she can trust Robin. Um, but, like, Aster is a bit of a loose cannon to her because she's watched Aster's entire personality change within an hour now. Oh, true. Um, That's and true. so, like... <laughs> Well, and I think there's an added layer of knowing that there is an entity that can get inside of people's heads that you start to be like, the person, the body that I am looking at is the body of somebody that I trust. But is it really somebody I trust? Um, who, like, who am I talking to at this point? Um, or are there, are they, are like, are you a puppet? in some fashion, you know? Uh, so I think it's going to get really interesting. Uh, Adam just said, like, I like it was a pain. Is, is our turning point. 
Uh, Adam told you not to break the bottles, Tanya. Oh, yeah. He, no. he just messaged in chat. He's like, well, logging in was a pain. Wanted to say don't break the bottles. I forgot that they're... <laughs> Behind the <laughs> secret panel. Well, the, oh, reason, the reason this is happening now is, not only because it's episode 10, but I was like, okay, because when we were first talking about like what everybody wanted out of this, and da, 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 um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give them some time and doing some things that are just kind of wholesome. You did some sort of wholesome things. You were, you're saving the town. You went and, you know, all of the things you have done so far have been for the greater good. They have been to save Brendan Hurst, the Emerald Wield, you know, protecting the people from the Modrons, all that stuff. But then, again, it's like, right, you guys, there's like pairs. There's two pairs and then there's Robin and Bostad. So there's like Fed and Jack. There's Aster and Whistler, and then there's Robin, and then there's Bostad. I think that no, and they're like newish, very newish to town, don't really know anybody. And so I'm like, if you throw in, and we haven't had a lot of internal conflict in this group, everybody's just coming like, okay, we're doing this, da, 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 here we go. But then I was like, um, which this is something very different for me as a DM. I generally have the world against the group, and now inserting this villain can make the group against the group so but they can also be the smaller pairs or it could be the group against Zareth or the group again you know because Zareth is the last one in and who knows what that guy's all about like <clears throat> so it's just one of those like it's creating a little bit of internal conflict that um but I'm still convinced that it's it's going to change the group for the better because I yeah. think, again, this I'm not knowing how this is going to finish, but I think this is one of those things where it's like, you guys have just, like you said, been having fun doing these kind of small things, going all this stuff. But this is definitely your first big test of, oh, are we doing this? Are we, okay, we're doing this. Kind of like, are we an adventuring party? Oh, we're an adventuring party. Well, kind of like. We could have named this, we could have named this episode The Crucible. Uh, <laughs> but that was taken. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that was taken. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we and also I think they've named this episode "Holy Crap, Whistler Speaks." Yeah, right. <laughs> that was a the lot voice. of fun. You could yeah. also have called it "The Voice," but that was also taken. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think I think it's good at this moment to have that that crucible moment because it has been it has been a bit gallivant and i don't mean that in like the show <laughs> like but that's the way our characters have sort of treated everything in that you know fenlin was spending her days on the the mid shift uh for a volunteer fire department in a small town right um and not really getting to do the things that she wanted you know she was sort of buying her time until she could move on to like another town where she could like join a fight college or something. And then this sort of lands in her lap and it's like, Ooh, adventure, but like a kind of fun adventure, um, evil butterflies, notwithstanding, <laughs> you know, and I'm getting to go with my, like one of my best friends and, and gallivant around the forest and, you know, point out these portals, go through the portals, uh, meet something bad, meet something good. You never know. But we're not, nobody's, except for a few moments, like, oh gosh, Robin got, you know, Robin's been kidnapped and we have to go. We have Whistler to go. did almost die in hell. Yep. And Whistler almost died. Like, there's been a couple of moments where I feel like, I think like Whistler almost dying is what, like, Finland. I think was didn't know what to make of a Kenku, honestly. Like Finland's not so great at the talking. She don't English so good like you and me. Um and like wasn't really sure what to make of of Whistler, but like that moment kind of brought them a little closer. Um and I think she still doesn't really know what to make of, of Robin because Robin is like, like the anti Minotaur. All right. Minotaurs are kind of insular and they're kind of stoic. Right. And so this is a 
spirit and big and they're big and Robin is literally the complete opposite. Right. So, um, I think that there are those moments where you get a little closer to somebody you just are uncertain about, don't have a lot of, um, immediate, uh, I don't want to say attraction, but like chemistry with, right. And so real crucible moments when you have to, it's not just doing the right thing. It's not just reaching a hand out to save somebody or whatever, but really forging a moment, getting to know somebody. Um, it's a different experience, if that makes sense, than, than the usual adventuring. Well, of course I went in and rescued you from the giant lizard monster because that's what adventurers do. That's easy for our himbo crew to be like, I fight the monster and save you. I got that. But when it's somebody is in our heads and mucking with us, I feel like that's going to throw us for a loop because it's not our strong suit. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, it, that, that's, that is another like aspect to it all. Like everything that we have been fighting so far has been clearly the bad guy. Yeah. Like, it's, and you can see it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, 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 it's black and white, good versus evil. Like, this is the first time I'm playing a lawful good character, and it's been fairly easy to do so, so far. Because that's what you do. Um, you fight the bad guy, and you stand for truth, justice, and the Rindenhurst way. Um, and that... It, it, having having someone try and like come in like we're already dealing with trying to like teach this dragonborn who is has no idea you know what community is what community is um, right we went from like my little pony right <laughs> like in the beginning where we're like we're going to teach you about friendship and community and helping to like stranger things like <laughs> dude honestly i mean for what the mind flare is in stranger things too so i <laughs> i mean i love stranger things particular yeah <laughs> well, what the, their their never, version of it i have never seen it oh uh, i've only seen the first I two don't. seasons I don't watch it because I can't do horror. Okay, so it's not that fun bad. fact, despite the fact that I... Um, so Mike is my DM for, uh, or storyteller for Tales Told in the Dark, which is horror RPG. But aside from that, I don't do horror. Like, I'm bad at reading it. I don't like watching it. I'm just terrible. But I like to stay on top of things and keep up with things, especially when the thing itself has a lot of references. So I get like the Cliff Notes versions of these sorts of things and sort of. I, I love okay. Stranger Things. So good. <sighs> I, I I have particular feelings towards horror as well. And it's not because I get creeped out by it. I'm just bored. I am irrevocably and unbelievably bored by horror movies. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not in, like, I'm like, mm. I just Do you like psychological thriller type stuff? No, I'm bored by those too. Um, and I think this may stem from the fact this is per this is Sarah's background. This is my background story. I have two older brothers. They are seven and nine years older than me. And as it was when I was growing up, we would like if they were like my parents would be gone for the day doing whatever the hell they were doing, my brothers would take care of me because I was like five and they were like teenagers. So we would go. I would get a choice of what we watched, then my brother Wes, because he was one at seven, and then we'd go to Josh, because he was the oldest. So, my choice was, like, this VHS tape that we had a few, like, like, it was, like, an episode of My Little Pony, an episode of, like, uh, Strawberry Shortcake, whatever. And so, we'd watch, like, the 10-minute episode of some, like, 80s cartoon, and then it would be Wes's turn, and he would choose, like, a two-hour movie. And then it would be Josh's turn, and he'd choose a two-hour movie, and then my parents would be home by that point. So. I watched movies that, first of all, my brothers should not have been watching. Second of all, that I definitely should not have been watching. So my brother should not have been watching Eddie Murphy's Raw and Delirious. Absolutely not. But they were. 
And also, this is where we get to the horror part. My brothers also, uh, at least without a parent present, should not have been watching The Nightmare on Elm Street. Which, again, a four-year-old should not have been watching. So, I was like four or five years old when I first saw Nightmare on Elm Street with my brothers. So, spoiler alert for those of you who watch, the movie's like 30-something years old. It's not a spoiler anymore. Johnny Depp's character gets sucked into the bed. No, somebody, I don't mean Johnny Depp's character. Somebody's character gets sucked into the middle of the bed, and then blood spurts out from the middle of it. Well, when you're like five, you don't want to put your hand over the edge of the bed. And now you can get the sucked into the bed. So no part of your bed is safe. So I literally slept for a week on the edge of my bed that was up against the wall with my back up against the wall. Like I slept vertically. I think at that point you just, you joined them. You just sleep under your bed. So, so when, of course, when my parents found out that way, my brothers let me watch, like made me watch these movies, they got in huge trouble. But this goes back to, so watching this extraordinarily scary, creepy movie at such a young, young age Ever since then, I'm just like, oh, I'm not scared. I'm like, I just, I think I got like the biggest inoculation I possibly could have gotten at such a young age that I was just like, I ain't scared. Like, I know this shit ain't real. I'm like, I had to figure that out when I was so young that I was just like, nah. Yeah. So here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a PC to, to DM question then. Yes. What sort of things do you feel like? make a story tense like what adds that that same on your seat goosebumps sort of feeling in a story like Um, do you for me it's um i like i like a lot of again like a lot of interpersonal conflict and um for those of for i know tanya has played in like one of the longer games that i did because we did um uh, a home game in which uh, a lot of my games, especially recently, have become extraordinarily political. Um, which that's just me in general. So it's a lot of like internal, like Brendan Hurst itself is kind of almost it's like utopia where it's like everything goes really well. But then there's like the surrounding world where like shit goes down. Right. And you guys haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you guys haven't gotten to the wider world of wars and stuff like that. And, 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 duchies like fighting against each other in these towns and like economic conflict and like is this is this town going to survive because the mine got shut down kind of thing so um and i also think like even though horror kind of bores me uh as far as like as something to watch or to read i'm just kind of like eh. i think i understand it well enough that i can inject it a little bit into into what i'm playing because if those of you guys this is another spoiler and a lot of metagaming. One of my favorite uh, things to throw out at parties are hags. I love hags so much um, because they are extraordinarily um, customizable. And- I was about to say, they come in such a wide variety of flavors. Yes, Amelie. Um Have you told Ned this? Because Ned wrote a whole... Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. We, we put a message. Yeah, so I was like, my, I love uh... hags. My friend, my friend Ned has written several like uh, supplements. Supplements, thank you, um, for D and D and that sort of thing. Um, and one of the things that uh, he, I know that he took a great deal of joy putting together was his Hag supplement. Um, and uh, I, I, one of one of my favorite things is to like watch other people get excited about their special interest and so like just remembering my friend get excited about that was it's a happy memory yeah i i effing love hags they are extraordinarily like just easy to customize because people are like you can't do that i'm like it's a hag she can do whatever the fuck she wants um i hear hag and i just think of there's one of the killers in dead by daylight is a hag and she is terrifying she can teleport yeah, and, and shit. Yeah, they're also extraordinarily terrifying. Uh, she yeah, teleports, Ari, and it's horrible. Ask ask Ari about the uh, when we next time we stream. Ask Ari or record. Ask Ari about the uh, game that the the game that they played children in, and there was a hag that a whole thing. And I was like, so the hag was invisible. Somebody was invisible or silenced or something, but the hag could still see them and like tried to like it's like give Granny a hug. It was Aries' character and she like freaked out and it was a whole thing. So um I don't know how especially with like the streaming thing, I think as a DM, I just try to 
to make things interesting. To, especially with this is giving people what they haven't seen, maybe haven't seen from an RPG or D&D before. Like the tension of the owlbear thing was perfect because that could have gone a completely different way if you guys hadn't rolled, if you had rolled differently or if you had approached it differently. If you'd approached weapons out, just going to go slaughter the entire sleuth pod of of uh, pack of, of owlbears. But there's a tension there because... You guys don't know how they're going to react and what they're rolling on my end of things. So, like, trying to throw things out there, like, I think I've talked about this before, is that, like, things are, you don't have to do everything by the friggin' books, man. That's our mantra. It up. The books are great, but... Books and then Books yeah. are guidelines. The guidelines. Change, change it around, like, <laughs> you know, make, make your your half orc lawful good make your you know do all this you know stuff i don't know good wording excellent wording yeah, make all this wonderful. stuff yeah, <laughs> all this stuff Can I, I, i'm on the day one of a four-day weekend so my brain is like completely shut off all i'm doing this weekend the weather cleaning and sewing yeah the weather is terrible like uh the word aphasia is real <laughs> like, so like all i'm doing this weekend is like cleaning sewing and sleeping so i'm like I'm working all weekend again. I'm working, but that's because I like, <laughs> had huge sales, like two months of big sales, and now I'm trying to catch up for the new year, which is tomorrow. But anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. Um, so, I, have a, I have a question. This is the DM yep. to the players. Is okay. it a metagame or not metagame? Do all of do any of you know what an Alhoon actually is? Do any of you as the players know what an Alhoon is, or do any of your characters know what I know it's a type of elephant. Yeah, I looked it up when when you told us, but like I purposely kept my uh, research to a minimum. Yeah. I so have no I, clue, but I can't remember for, if I had rolled or not for really well on if I knew. I can't I remember, remember what I did. Yeah, so I can't I remember knew. if I ra- rolled well or not about that. I like don't know. <laughs> And I also don't know in general. I I, I researched enough so that if um, Zareth, so like whatever Zareth told us, I would remember. Because, like, I know know that Jack doesn't know anything about him, and I'm an ADD disaster, so. Um, I know that Finland didn't know the word Alhoon, and then, but based on his description, she knows illithids as a mythological con like construct like story like as a as a story that children are told to kind of you know keep them in line where you know the around campfires and you know kind of like the bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary kind of thing that it wasn't real it's not real at all there's no mirrors. Um, there's a mirror on this. Yeah. If, and if it was, it would be on this backdrop. And I don't know if that worked. But um, so that her her concept is literally like that's it's a complete myth. And other than that, nothing. You know, I don't think she really knows a huge amount about Elithids in particular, and certainly not Alhoon specifically. Um so another reason why I did mm-hmm. another reason why I chose the reason I chose this is because I wanted to have a completely otherworldly villain for you guys to fight against because they yeah. are not of this planet. And it's not even like from a different like they're basically from space. So this is getting in some, some spell jammer shit right here. Um which yeah, this is I mean, Mind Flayers first like appeared like yeah. big big things was was uh was spell jammer. So in in if you guys are interested, uh, Alhoons are in Volo's Guide to Monsters, where you find a bunch of information about Mind Flayer yeah. Society. Now in the book, they are listed as undead because they are, are quoted as a type of lich. I told Mike, nah, um, you are not in fact undead. You're just a magic user, um, but not undead. So um, so basically, what it is is Alhoons are are arcane casters, are illithids who are arcane casters, which is anathema to, Ar- to illithid society. So illithids are all about the group and the hive mind and psionics, but not arcane casting. That is completely against what their whole thing is. So they are essentially outcast, blah, blah, blah. They're the whole thing. So um, 
so, but that's why I wanted to create this kind of mystery around the character around when, because like Zara said, Alhoun, you guys are all like, I don't know what Alhoun is. So, and you're like, and then you have this person coming in. It's got like blah, 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 face and like coming into your mind. And you're like, what is this guy all about? What is, what is going on here? And so I wanted to create a, a, a definite villain for you guys to like go and find that you could like go and destroy or do something to. But in the meantime, he's going to fuck with your heads. Right. Uh, delayed duck. Um, yeah. So um, this is my new thing. Just say delayed duck. Um, this is one of those moments where, so I'm familiar with, with, um, with uh, mind players generally uh, have fought them. They've come up in campaigns I've done before. So Alhoun is, a new flavor for me, which is nice. And this is where I make, and you'll hear me ask Sarah, basically, what does my character know? What do we think my character knows? Because I try to be very careful <laughs> about taking what I know um, about any entity and erasing it from my mind if it's not a thing that Fenlin would know. Um, it is... A, a trap that I think is easy to fall in. And certainly in my earlier, younger days of gaming, I had a tendency to know, know what was happening, right? Like, oh, I fought this before, not as this character, but I know what I'm up against and already start thinking about how I was going to approach it to get the best outcome. But that doesn't necessarily make the best story, the best gameplay. Uh, so that kind of divorcing the knowledge that you have. I, um, I was playing a game. Uh, uh, Adam was running it. Uh, if y'all didn't see, Adam guested for the um, Haven's Rest one-off. Our super, so, our super soft animal one-shot. Our super soft animal one-shot uh, Haven's Rest. Anyway, so he was he was the DM, and I actually wasted a higher level spell uh, because I knew that my character would not know exactly what it was um, that you just don't wake up one morning and like, like know exactly how these spells function or what they do. Um, and in that moment, it was actually something that she'd never cast before, but it came out of a moment of uh, panic because her brother was in danger. And I, as a player knew what what that this was a pointless thing to do that it would have literally no effect against the thing that we were fighting which happened to be a mind flayer by the way <laughs> just um happened to be uh that it would have no effect against it but it was this the story that i wanted to tell in that moment that i thought was good and just totally wasted that you know higher level spot to make that scene a little bit more dramatic. And those are things that I'm trying. I never want to be like, hey, I am the best D&D &D player that ever D&D'd. That's a lot of, it's D&D'd, D&D &D apostrophe D, I guess. Um, I'm constantly you're, you're trying. The, you're, you're the best D&D the best &D player that did D&D. &D. That did D-D-D'd. <laughs> um, like I'm constantly trying to challenge myself. How can I do things faster? Like that's one thing, like doing the live, the live one, I was like, how fast can I think of things? And like, after the game was over, I was like, oh my God, I completely like forgot about my extra attack this one time. I completely forgot that I could do this other thing. But I was like, did it matter? Did it matter that I didn't like each time didn't get to do it, the badass thing? No, ultimately it doesn't. Um, and so those are the things I try to challenge myself to think more and more about how my character is going to react to something. Um, like I have to really consider how Fenlin is going to react to not being able necessarily to trust Jack um, or feeling like she might be surrounded by enemies. Um, so Aster is just beelining back to uh, the town. Pancakes. Yeah. I think Aster. that's where we were <laughs> Aster wants a bath. Aster is done being in the woods. Aster wants to go back. And if weird shit happens, Aster is like, okay, this is fine. Aster's seen weirder, probably. 
I like how Aster's like, I've seen weird shit and that's all fine. I've seen weird shit, but that could be from other things that are not like from her pre from their previous time of being in a band and doing all that weird shit. Uh, but I like how you're like, I don't care. Like, it's going to be weird. It, weird shit can happen. I just, as long as I'm clean. Yeah. That's weird shit. That's all like, you want. that's like legitimately like when, so when uh, Mike was ta- like talked to Aster, Aster was just like, what? Aster got real confused because Aster was like, I did not have anything that could do that to me. And Aster was just like real confused. <laughs> Aster's like, I am not on any form of drug. I did not drink any of the alcohols. I am very confused and is just trying to go home. <laughs> I'm I'm done with this trip. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack is Jack is struggling because um she thought she had a handle on the plan, right? The plan yeah. was to go to the two portals and then go back to town and then go to the third portal and just make sure that everything was copacetic and fine and things keep going wrong and while she can you know she's got one person that she knows is going to be you know reliable um but (laughs) uh like and and whistler's reliable in that whistler will always do will rush in yep whistler is reliable in that and so she's like trying to metaphorically like hold on to whistler's collar and uh, and and trying to figure out if, if you know robin's going to uh be a an asset or a victim in any particular case i will say this that when all the when the the goop came out to attack everybody uh one aster was the only one who was not near it (laughs) so if everybody is more suspicious of aster that's fine That's a good point. You just yeah. kind of wandered off into the woods away yeah. from everything and were talking to yourself. Yep. I'm trying to, I was thinking about that when we were gaming. It occurred to me like just now like, that I was like, I was the only one not affected by the spell because I was not near it. It may be something that occurs to Fenlin later, but I was, I was <laughs> thinking about it. If shit like that it. keeps happening, then maybe. Yeah, maybe it's it definitely like, occurred to Jack. <laughs> yeah. So Fenlin was so focused on Zareth. And what was happening? I don't could think tell that you guys. She, <laughs> I don't think she clocked anything other than this person is now a threat. <laughs> um, and so if like you're basically behind me, yeah. And I don't think I'm. I don't think she clocked it. I don't think she did. It may be a thing, like you said, if it Dude, and then happens when, again. And then when Bassett gets fucking attacked, and I'm just like, that's what happens. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's what happens that's when you do nature. <laughs> when you do nature wrong, you yeah. Back. Um, am I wrong? Because <laughs> lich kitties. Um, yeah. Well, because there's also the point where, at, like, Bassett hasn't been with you guys for like a day or two. Yeah. And then no. she comes back, and all this shit goes down. You guys are like, right, right. So what like, that just shows up this is that, that's exactly happens. what Esther's doing. Esther's just like, you fucked with nature. What? <laughs> Delayed duck. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, Jack is just trying to. It, like, it, she's definitely feeling out of control, um, yeah. and like the whole thing with Zareth is she is trying to maintain some level of control. Like, you need to control your own your own shit, delayed duck. Um, <laughs> and, like, you know, she's she's not completely sure. She's seen what Zareth can do um, in a fight. And she's not a hundred percent sure that you know they can take them. Yeah. And so she's trying to maintain some level of control. Of look, you need to control your own shit before I have to deal with you as a problem. I feel like Finland's in the same place, and we kind of hit on this a little bit in the episode that both Finland and Jack are like we have the the military mind, right? You can break out of it. You can have fun with friends and whatever. But when 
when the fit hits the shan and people are in danger, you you're like, okay, there has to be a, a plan. It has to be well communicated. It has to be well executed. You, you know, formations need to be formed. Like there is, there is a process. Um, and that feeling of uncertainty and not being able to control the battlefield, which may or may not even be a battlefield, maybe something that Finland is not equipped really to handle in the long run. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I think know. for this group, know. throwing this stuff out, you guys, like for this group, when you guys have a goal, when you have a thing you can conquer, when you have a thing you can do, kill the devils, get Robin back find the portals you guys are fine when it becomes like more cerebral and intellectual like what do we do like what do we do what's going that on not our strong suit no don't, don't throw cerebral issues at the himbos no it's not what i feel like we're gonna do a lot of growing or breaking or both i don't know i'm I'm, I for one, I'm curious to see where this goes. And I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see how long it's going to take you guys, because how long Mike's going to be hanging out with us, because I, because he's going to be there on the call, on the, playing on the third, except when we record on Sunday. But like, are you guys going to find him? And he's going right. to disappear again? And then he'll come back later? Or are you guys just going to abandon ship and just be like, we're going back to town? Fuck, like, nah, nah, here we go. Are you going to go look for him? And he's just like, okay, well, I'll just continue <laughs> doing what the meant. I'll just continue doing what I was doing, and then I'll come back in a few months, and things will be worse. Like, what are you guys gonna do? Are you guys gonna? You guys haven't talked about it after yeah. Robin just had that dream. So you guys are gonna have right, to talk which we don't even know about. We don't yeah. even know about. Uh, you guys are gonna have yeah. to talk about like, are we going to town? Are we abandoning <laughs> that plan and staying in the woods and trying to find this guy? Like. We're abandoning Kit's Bay. Uh, thank you, Kazalot Sade, for following. We appreciate it. And then... Oh, thank you. <laughs> my mom asked, will Elphiz return? What? That is what she asked. Well, if if oh. Elphiz wants if to return... Alphys oh, Alphys. Yeah, I have to figure out, because we have people that want a guest, and like, yeah. I have to, like as, as, as DM, I have to figure out... like table right now. Yeah, we have a very full table, and I'm like, oh my god, this is eight people. Like, oh my god, you guys. Like... I feel like Alfred will probably come back. I feel like... So as of right now, I asked Lars what Alphys is doing. And Lars said that Alphys is still chilling in that library. And (laughs) what he said that he did is he said that he sent Rift to, like, kind of keep tabs on us. Okay. So I told Lars, I was like... Have we not noticed? Apparently not, because he did like nothing. Like he just told me that that's what he wants to have happen. Some very good perception rolls. <laughs> yeah, but you guys haven't explicitly looking for a. Crow. We haven't been like yeah. Looking you haven't been for looking birds. for rift. Well, and Zareth also has a crow familiar exactly. as well. Yep. You guys have that's two true. like two, two corvids flying around know? and there's Odin. <laughs> my mom said I miss Alphys not because he is my son. I love the character. <laughs> He is kind of fun. He is fun, and I, I'm kind His of wizard rambling spot for him because yeah. he just shows up, ingratiates himself with literally no one, and like is just and like, then leaves. I am, <laughs> and then leaves, but is like I'm here to learn stuff and take notes and like watch you do stuff. Hmm. Alphys is an anthropologist. That's just yeah. Her yeah. Out there. Alphys yep. is a hundred percent an anthropologist. Um. Speaking of, do we, uh, Anika, we are you we still talking about the giveaway? Oh shit, that's right. Let me let me yeah. go grab the thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hey, we totally remembered that we were doing this thing. So we've done uh, a giveaway in which we've given away a shirt, and then um, Anika picked this up, and we'll be doing other giveaways, dice to giveaway, um, because I have a lot of dice that I haven't used, like they're actually still in package. Um, I will probably give away like a dice bag at some point. Like we will have a bunch of different giveaways for different things. Yes. So this giveaway is for Annika. Take it. Uh, away. it's backwards because oh, this. It's, it's also still. It's backwards for us. So it's the uh, Christmas oh, okay. Carol adventure. Uh, if you are on Facebook, you have most likely over the course of December, 
seen the ad for this module uh we bought it we ran it for our december one shot and we will be doing a giveaway for it um i will set it up on twitch or actually we'll just do it on facebook <laughs> that's why this background by the way yes uh we will be doing the giveaway on our facebook so if you uh, what we'll probably do is you'll have to join our Facebook group to be eligible to enter because we want more people in our Facebook group. Um, so yeah, our Facebook is over here. You can and see. maybe follow us on the YouTube because we're really yes. on the YouTube. Subscribe. We're, we're almost, we're like 13 people away or 11 people away. Yes. So that would be so, awesome reach 100. Yep. So yeah. uh, all you need to do to enter this giveaway is you will have to subscribe to us on YouTube, which... Fun fact, the uh, chatbot just put the link in the chat for the YouTube. Thank you, chatbot. Um, and then you have to join our Facebook, um, which you can get to our Facebook. That's our Facebook page, but join our Facebook group, which is Adventure So Party Members. Yes. So yeah. If, if you like following everyone on social media and stuff, uh, we also have an Instagram. As oh, well. yes, that is true. We also... And a Twitter. Yeah, so the Twitter is on here as well. Our Instagram is the same uh, username as well. So yeah, that is it. So yeah, it's a fun module. I, it has only been open uh, for... It, it was only open so I could see what was in it. Because <laughs> I had to make sure everything was in it. So you get the module itself, you get act, like actual maps, and you also get a um, link to the digital downloads as well. If you want to run it on Roll20, you can. So yeah, I will most likely um, take this out, take pictures of it for Facebook as well. So look at that pucker! It's Tinky. It's my best friend. He's a Tinkerbell. I'm sorry. I was standing up checking. She was making weird noises, and I'm like, "Are you throwing up?" <laughs> oh, she didn't. I think she was just. Our, I don't know. Our, our chatbot just muted my mom for five seconds. Oh. Cause literally, oh, like, no. so the you got caught in the you got caught in the the Pax. Well, I, everything that Pax did is fixed now. It's just people who aren't us can't send links. That was why oh. she got muted. Uh, I can post the link though. I have that ability. <laughs> I'll do that. So yeah, um, coming up, we've got we've got this giveaway, and then um, I don't know if it's it's today is New Year's Eve. Tomorrow is the first day of the new year um and coming up we also i, I want to go ahead and start talking about this so people can get prepared um uh in this spring we will likely be taking a pause on rendenhurst and doing a different system with some different players because we have people that will be doing a fun thing out in the forest um so uh we will have uh annika and tanya and you know people for a little bit longer and then um they will have to start going to rehearsals and then uh, live shows for Sherwood Force Fair. So uh, during that time, Yas will still be going, but it will be taking a pause. We will pause Rendenhurst, uh, and we will again probably pause D and D as well, and then transfer to doing a Dether system, which we haven't quite decided. I want to run a Star Trek Adventures game because I love Star Trek, um, and Ari is also really excited about it. And I have some other people that we could bring in, like for the game. Yeah, yeah. So we have people that are like really big Star Trek fans. So if it's just Amelie and Ari, I don't care. I'm like two people. Let's go. Here we go. Um, so, uh, uh, just as an FYI, that's things that are coming in the new year is, um, we will finish up this kind of arc to Rendenhurst and then wind that down and then pick up with a different system with maybe some, f a few new players for like two to three months and then come back to Rendenhurst. Yeah. I mean, so, we have till FYI. like, we have technically till like mid February because right. all of February is online rehearsals, I believe. Yeah. So we we've got we've got some time to wrap this one up. Yeah. We <laughs> wrap this have, one yeah. up and do like maybe a small little one. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll be like three months that Annika and I will be Yes. Not here. Yeah. Yeah. And that should give me give us enough time to uh, either that or I'll be jumping really bad and like despite having worked a twelve hour day, we'll like be logging on from my tent. Uh <laughs> going hello stories <laughs> so yeah this is, this is an fyi like trying to because i i'm a i'm a planner i like calendars and planning and letting people know what's going on so you're not that's just like, why, why we have that's happen? why we have a planner now. yeah uh Ugh. people are like what's going on why did you guys stop doing this where are tanya and annika well they're busy we got other stuff to do yeah, yeah. 
So that's what that's all about. Um, <laughs> and then, like I said, hopefully coming up, we'll have um, some like longer term guest players for the Star Trek game that I have people that are interested in playing in that. Um, and then, of course, more one shots uh, for every month, January, February, March. Um, if you're in Twitch, YouTube, on any, any of our social media pages, I'm going to throw this out there. Give us some suggestions for games you want to see us try. Yes. Um, I have, if you guys can see over here, these are my RPG shelf. The top the top right wait, here, this is all 5e stuff. This right here, this is all everything else. I've got White Wolf, World of Darkness stuff. I've got Star Trek Adventures. I've got Savage Worlds. I've got Kids on Bikes and Kids on Brooms. I have just a bunch of, I have Fate, which we ran before. I have a bunch of random indie stuff, and that's not including my PDFs. So um, we have a lot of different games that we are available and ready to run or play for one shots. So if you're like, I want to see you guys do Call of Cthulhu or a Cthulhu based game, like, well, we'll you know, we'll try it out. We'll do something. You know, I want to see you guys play Kids on Brooms. Kids on Brooms is really fun, by the way. Um, I'm going to throw that one out there. Um, And a lot of these games uh, are what I took, like Fate and Kids on Brooms and um, and stuff like that have the collaborative world building that I took the information from it's built into the game. So you can see us on a live stream, uh, actually build the world together before we play. So I also, um, I have friends, um, who are releasing an RPG and it looks kind of interesting. So I'm going to, uh, it's the, uh, uh, Judas and Magnolia. Okay. Yeah, so uh, for people on the Ren Fair circuit, uh, Judas and Magnolia do a like escape artist, yeah. escape artist kind of magic like various shows. It's like a mashup, uh, and they're big into RPGs, and I they feel have bad that I never actually, I never actually saw their show. I kept trying to, and then I kept forgetting when they were like performing, and then they I was busy doing right other stuff after our show. So, and I was on my way to another show. <laughs> I was never like I Such always the would life for- of a performer. I would forget when they would perform, and then when I would remember, I'd be in the middle of doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. And then I was but, always um, really sad. It looks it looks interesting. So as soon as that drops, I'm gonna I'll throw. And it. And then there's also some stuff that like Ari kickstarted the whatever the witch one was. Mm-hmm. I kickstarted yeah. thirsty sword lesbians because you better believe I'm gonna be running thirsty sword lesbians. I did sisters. the like w- wander home. I did that one, and I should mm-hmm. be getting the stuff soon. I so. know we've talked about doing Pugmire. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about and then Pax Pax wants to run uh, Honey Heist. Heist. Yeah, so, yeah, we've got a lot. We talk about a lot of things guess what we get very excited about a lot of things yeah so but if you guys are like if you if there's a or if it's an rpg RPG that i like i've preferably not one of the larger ones like i get seventh c would be fun to play because pirates and stuff like that but like that also requires a lot of no god no i have a palladium game uh it's a teenage mutant total grain but um well no riffs um we're not playing uh traveler uh, but like, if it's a game that requires a lot of source books or like an expensive sort book, uh, if I can't find it or if the group can't find it for really cheap, then I'm not going to like go for it because at least like kids on bikes, kids on brooms, you can buy on drive through RPG for like 10 bucks when they're on sale and right. stuff like that. So we're trying to get totally, our down for our group. I do. I do think it would be fun to do a nostalgia game and go back and do something like Spelljammer or. Um, I have, I have, I have second edition. These are the second edition right here. Let me see. Second edition. Wait, here, where? Uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the second edition dungeon. Ma- yeah, it's perspective. The second edition dungeon master's guide, monster manual, player's handbook, and the entire Forgotten Realms uh, source box. So if we wanted to go back and do some second edition stuff, I've got that. I say we do second edition Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good shit, my friend. But my, also, we have, for those of you who have never played anything besides 5th edition, welcome to charts. Welcome we have, to chart. Oh, y'all gonna love the math. We have 3rd edition <laughs> We are challenged home. by math now. We have we have 3rd edition ones at home because my dad has the 3rd edition ones. That would be, you know what <laughs> might be fun? Like, down the line. Down the line. <laughs> is we set up... Okay, so... Okay, I'm about to get real niche nerdy here <laughs> so um i like to play minecraft it's it's, it's fun i it's love fun. minecraft um and one of the big name minecrafters that i follow is green 
And Grian's now on Hermitcraft, but before he was on Hermitcraft, he had a multiplayer server called Evo. And the premise of Evo was that they started building their world in Minecraft Alpha. And then after a handful of episodes, they moved to the first beta. And then they moved, after a handful, they moved to one, like one... 1.1 whatever like i i don't remember exactly Just they which, kept moving up which, the updates they kept moving forward right In so the they updates. had it was the same builds the same you know them but i think it would be interesting to do something like that where if we can get it together and it if will be hard because you have to convert the internet yeah yeah you'll have to convert which is all somewhat tricky but I've seen people <laughs> convert from like Pathfinder to 5e. I I converted my my first character Tulip is made for Pathfinder and I converted him for 5th edition so that I can play him in a one shot. So I Thanks. it's it, you're able it's to do so it. It's doable. Pathfinder is fun too. If oh my gosh, maybe we could do so cuz my friend, my DM who DM'd my first ever game, he does Pathfinder. And he was like, he's always like, I'd like to play with you guys, but I only play Pathfinder. So if we ever do Pathfinder, he's a really cool DM. So maybe one day. I only do Pathfinder. He really does. He hates like 5th edition so much. <laughs> it's really Fifth funny. Edition, everything I wanted 3rd edition to be. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny That's listening it. to him rant. It's funny opinion. listening to him rant about how much he doesn't like 5th edition. The, the, um, the so people we'll, that are like really big Pathfinder fans, they always say that there's not enough customization in 5th edition. Um, that's what I hear most often. Yeah. Is that there's not much customization. I'm like, it's it's Go like it's homebrew stuff. People it's, customize yeah. it all the time. Well, yeah. so it's like a mix of that and just a bunch of other shit for him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fair. Opinions are opinions. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just a lot. It's a huge mix of stuff for him. It's not just customization for him. Um, but so. I think it would be fun to kind of do that because we could go back to pre D twenty. Um, we could go back to when dwarf was a class. When, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. And, and we've hit on this. We've hit on this like one other time when uh -huh. your stats are different based on your gender. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like start kind of start there and play like three games. When everybody started their starting equipment was a ten foot pole. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, we're all circus performers. That's what I assume. The idea behind the 10-foot pole is that you use it in the dungeon ahead of you to find traps. Fine. Yeah. You use the <laughs> traps. You use it for, yeah. And now yeah. we have rope. And now there's rope. <laughs> I don't know what you do with the rope, but everybody gets rope. Everybody gets rope. Um, yep. I will say rope is probably more useful than a 10-foot pole. Dude, oh my yeah. god. Oh, in our, our game yesterday that we played at home, my mom used the rope so much. It was so helpful. <laughs> your, mom also, your mom's also a fiber crafter. So <laughs> just her being like, I'll just macrame this real quick. And like... It was so funny because like, so we're, we were, we got into, because we're playing Minds of Phandalin. And so instead of Which like not mine Moria. So instead of like going through the whole like freaking thing to find the bugbear at the end, we climbed up a wall and immediately made it to where the bugbear was. We just like bypassed the whole thing. And right. just Who found him. <laughs> it was fine. so funny. And my dad, he's like reading the thing and he's like, Oh wait, you guys weren't supposed to come up here. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Cause like the I feel like that's the side <laughs> of a good DM. Like you weren't supposed to do this. Oh well, I guess yeah. this is what we're doing now. It was, okay, it was hilarious. It yeah, if you as a DM are not ready to be as uh as flexible as the flowing river, then you should probably write up just write a book. Just write a book. <laughs> it was so funny because he was just like uh oh, oh cool. <laughs> Oh well, because your players are always going to do something that you don't expect. So it is very much that expect the unexpected. Yeah. This is Pat yeah. GM tips. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> so um, yeah, we are almost at an hour. Okay. Yes. So bringing yeah. the seg train coaster in, we were talking about episode ten. Oh, uh, crucibles. So player crucibles <laughs> when those moments in a game where 
you get to learn a lot about yourself and your relationships with the other characters are important narrative devices. Uh, separate player knowledge and character knowledge. That's why I just and don't know anything. Nobody's going to trust Aster. That's, That's fine. Where That's where we are. That's fine. Or Bastet. <laughs> or Robin. Or Zareth. Now, Whistler will die on the hill if you guys, <laughs> if you guys like, turn on Aster. Whistler's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I do feel like we would trust Whistler because Whistler's like... And then, and then there's the, then there's everybody's goal is now to somebody learn some sort of telepathic something so they can talk to Whistler. I did. I, but, I, 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 yeah. I did. What did I do? I forgot. I changed up spells. Did you get sending? Did you get sending? Yes, that's. I took that. I have that spell now, so I could I can send shit to Whistler. I think it would be fun to watch that play out, like how you figure out how to do that. <laughs> you got twenty five words or less. You got twenty five words. 25, yeah, words, 25 words, or less. words or less. And it's like, what is it, a second level spell? Yeah. Third level? Yeah. Oh, it's third so level. It's, not, it's like early yeah, day. Yeah, it's not message, which Hard. is just like. <laughs> message is a cantrip. It's if then it's, it's messages is a much shorter distance because sending you can grow across planes. Yeah. But if you had message, it would be so much easier. But sending, that's a spell slot, man. That's a full, like. Yep. You but you're real careful but, about your words. You can reply to this message. <laughs> yes. You can reply to this. Kills me every fucking time. <laughs> For oh, people who see, I know that we have stickers. I got my Dimension 20 stickers in and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I got Foggy the Froggy and the Fantasy High Pride. So, woo. Um, fantasy Pride. Yeah, Fantasy Pride. With, with more that's sparkle what, than regular Pride? Is that's that what, possible? This, that's, oh, it's, it's actually, it's called Fantasy High. It's the, the thing is Fantasy High. So it's Fantasy High Pride. Uh, but if fantasy pride, if we, if you've learned one thing about yes, we are all about fantasy pride. <laughs> That's what we do. It's fantasy pride. Yep. Uh, uh, injecting our real world, uh, the world we see in uh, around us into Rendenhurst. Oh, I also have comprehend language now too. <laughs> That's not going to help you with Whistler, unfortunately. No, I know it won't, but it'll help me with other stuff. Yes, it will. So that's why I did it. Wait. That means you'll know what I'm saying when I cuss in Minotaurin. If they have the spell cast, yeah. <laughs> I have to make now I have to actually make up wait, I did make up cuss words. I should really learn my language better. I have a whole document. <laughs> I know. So, yep. yeah. I have two third level spell slots though. I can cast sending twice. <laughs> and nothing else. And then, yeah. You do it when you're five feet away from Whistler. Just like <laughs> And right before we go into a fight, so that you don't have that prepared for anything. So else. no lightning bolts for for Esther. I don't have. I have no lightning bolts. Okay, I don't know what else you chose. So yeah, no, yeah. I'm not that cool. I still. So I have. I still have so three wait, second wait, levels wait, and two third levels saved. Aster and Finland have stayed up all night, basically. So far, uh, yeah. No, we they, have not y'all, slept. Y'all took the first two shifts. Right, yeah. The first, yeah. No, but as of right now, we have not slept. Yes, yeah, because it's the middle of the Right. Um, and I feel like that's what Aster's been doing this whole time is trying to figure out how to basically do the sending spell. Like, all you've just <laughs> been pacing back and forth in the forest, like, trying to figure out how to talk to Whistler. Well, I, I think I try, like, try to figure it out and be like, not, not necessarily trying to talk to Whistler, because if I did it to Whistler, Whistler would freak out. So I might be, like, trying to send it to somebody who's, like, super far away <laughs> that I know and is being like, I'm going to talk to... You're going to send it back to the house, da- like, house Dauntless. Dude, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to, like, talk to, like, Melius, and Melius is going to be like, who the hell is this? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to send some sending back home, and they're going to be like, I feel like huh? you're going to end up having to end everything with, by the way, this is Esther. Like, <laughs> well, no, so, I mean, they understand it's from you, so I don't have to say that. <laughs> Do so, yeah, the, the, let... Not, less than 19 words if you're going to end it with by the way this is Aster as a DM I will say if you want to use BTW as one word you can oh uh, yeah BTW Aster by the way Aster BTW Aster that's all you have like two words BTW Aster yeah I love it who needs verbs and who needs uh it honestly Jesus Christ um Nouns? No, we no. need nouns for sure. Uh, 
Articles. <laughs> articles. Yeah, don't need literally. DNA. Aster. Other Aster is gonna like. Aster's gonna like talk to them like abbreviated everything and like yeah. do the n- typical Aster text. Just does text speak. Text speak. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. R and U are literally R and U. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is how it comes through, right? And your and people yeah. like when people get the message. Like, they it's like they'll see the letter, like they'll see the letters, and they'll be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that makes I can make a spell. <laughs> okay, because okay, because okay, so we know how big we are on like accessibility and stuff like that. Yeah. Like um, I just thought about like the caterpillar from um from Alice in Wonderland, the who are you, right? Well I was thinking <laughs> yeah. like like is is could you do where words are projected to into somebody's brain as text? Like That's what I was thinking for it. As opposed to in vocalizations, if people who are deaf and hard of hearing who have never actually heard language before, but they have read text, you should be able, I'm saying it as a DM, if that person that you are reaching is deaf, hard of hearing, and they cannot have never heard the words, and that would be, might either be triggering for them or very confusing for them. If you want your sending to show up as text, you can do that. Oh, I mean, that's what I was already planning. If it's going to be like the text, text short, like shorthand text, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because accessibility matters. Yeah, does. And now, and now I'm thinking about how there's a, a like some people think in words and some people don't. Um, yeah. And like I'm one of the people that doesn't generally think in words, and so like how like concepts. Co- yeah, well, I'm very much a gestalt thinker. Yeah. Um, and so, like, how would that work with a 25-word limit? <laughs> you just get pictures. I was yeah. about to say <laughs> pictograms now. Pictograms? Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll do it on a live stream. Help us build a spell called text-to-speech or speech-to-text. <laughs> speech-to-text. Speech-to-text. You guys, help us make a spell. Speech-to-text. Speech-to-text. I love that. Oh, that's how we're going to end this live stream. Yes. Look forward for that. Look changing, for that. changing up sending. Let's go. Exactly. It down below. Yes. Te- speech to text or text to speech. Either way. Like, yeah. Way. We can go either direction. Cool. If somebody's okay. bl- if somebody's blind or hard- can't see very well, you got to go text to speech. <laughs> yep. I like so, it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, bye. Every- bye, everybody. Oh, we bye, love everybody. y'all. Accessibility matters. Yes. It does. <laughs> anything else today? Yes. I have chubby hands. Me. Hearts. There's also these hearts. That's terrible. <laughs> the, 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 the finger hearts. <laughs> terrible. <laughs>